IMDb Journey podcast, where not only do we break down one movie a fortnight from the IMDb Top 250 list, but we also do Pod V Pods, which is what we're going to do today with a slight little twist on it. Instead of getting in another fantastic podcast to do battle with, we're going back to our roots today. We are doing Dan versus Dean. <laughs> okay, if you want to call it that. <laughs> Whatever we're doing. We're doing pod v pod between us. Yes, of course. I'm doing well, Dean. Thank you for asking once again. <laughs> did I forget to ask last time <laughs> Yes, as well? you did. Well, how are you, my dear uh, friend? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's a, it's a great day because I get to trounce you in a couple of different movie games here. <sighs> Yes, you probably will, and well, that's okay. I don't even have anything to back me up there because last time we did this, I think you won. And you won three of them, and we tied two. So I ended up copying a lot of movies to watch last time. In fairness, I, in hindsight, I will agree with your initial uh, <laughs> uh, assessment that the questions were a little hard. I have this problem where I just think too highly of you, when in actual fact you're a pleb like the rest of us. I don't even know how to respond to that. It's because you're a pleb. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, how have you been, mate? Uh, I've been better, to be honest. Yeah? I made the mistake of mowing on the weekend. Why? In a singlet and got destroyed by the sun. We're in Australia in uh, the middle of summer. What are you doing, man? I was. It was like 40 minutes and I That's got not, so burned. Four minutes. Four minutes <laughs> is done. <laughs> I got so burned it wasn't funny. Wow. Like, it, even now, five days later, it's still sore. You absolute dickhead. And I walked for two hours the day after along the beach, which was gorgeous, by the way. But I did it in thongs, and it really hurt my feet. So, oh, no. Honestly, You're right. No, I'm not. It's all your fault. I have no sympathy I'm for you. I'm very emotional. <laughs> Surprised you weren't just, like, having your man flu. Oh, babe, I can't move. I'm so burnt and crisp. Every movement of my muscles is just stings. And uh, I can't do the podcast tonight. My foot hurts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else are we doing today, Hendo? Well, we've obviously got our Pod V Pod, but after that, we are going to be looking at the answers that you, the listeners, gave to our question of the week, which is, what is your favourite film franchise? Which, as usual, is our top five for this week, too. We'll take a look at the results of the first round of the best 1950s film tournament. Indeed. And we'll take a look at what else we've been watching this week. And there's a lot. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot from you. Paul from the Countdown and Movie Podcast has stupidly agreed to go in with a bit of a challenge, see who can watch the most movies with uh, young Hendo here. And what he fails to realise <laughs> is that Hendo will not lose, okay? <laughs> we have done many, many challenges in the past and he is full on. That's right. So <laughs> <laughs> The warning's been set, but it's too late. So for this week, why don't we look at our... Just, just give me your number. And currently, at the moment, we're both on 26. Paul has caught up in the last couple of days, so... Very impressive, Paul. It's, uh, it's just giving me fuel on the fire, Maybe he has finally met his match. Who, Paul? Yes. He has. He has met his match. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to take a quick break here, give you a couple of promos from some awesome podcasts out there, and we'll be back on the other side with Pod V Pod 13. Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. Well, nerds, geeks, and newcomers alike... We're the Shake and Not Nerd podcast, where each week we review movies and video games and discuss what's going on in the nerd world. With me, as always, is my co-host, Ian, the huge footlong Johnson. Hey, babes. The Tom. Hello there. And Ollie, also known as Big Red. Hi. And I'm your host, Doody Dootrum. And this is us. 
about five minutes beforehand, I was talking to my friends, being like, if they make me say I love Harvey Norman, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing it. I'm not, do, I'm not doing it. The second they said that, I'm like, I love it, Norman! Fresh it! I'll suck your dick! I'll suck your dick for one! It's right! Pink just released a new album, which apparently is really Thank good. God. Title Purple. Pink, right? No. <laughs> Two in the. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find us, guys? Why are you looking at me this time? <laughs> Well, I do believe you can find us on any relevant social media outlets. Or the podcast app of choice. Mm. Oh, there are a lot of good ones. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Shaking up nerd. What's up, guys? This is Gerald and my buddy right across from me as always. Andy. We are two peas on a podcast, and we want to invite you to join us weekly. As we discuss, what do we talk about? We talk about a little bit of everything. We I mean, do. we talk about too much events, we talk about too politics, much stuff. sports. We, we talk, even talk about sports. We're dudes. We yeah, talk we talk about, about too much stuff. In fact, don't join us. It's too much. <laughs> it's too complicated. I think you're confusing uh, them, Gerald. <laughs> we are a weekly podcast discussing current events, pop culture, hot topics. Hot. The topics uh, are hot. Not the retail store, just uh, hot topics. Well, oh, well, I used to love, anything, that was a great uh, store. If anything happened at Hot Topic, we would discuss that as well. Do you want to get your black Metallica shirt and some studded earrings? <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. But yeah. uh, my name is Gerald and my buddy Andy, and you can catch us on two. Two Peas on a Podcast. Please go to our website. It's twopeasonapod.com. Check it out. Check us out on Twitter at Two Peas on a Pod and subscribe via iTunes or Google Play. We hope to hear you listening. Is that, we can't we can't do that, though, can we? No, we can do it. We can hear them listening. Uh, we, we hope to see that you listen via yes. our stats or whatever. We're everywhere. Uh, but check us out. Two Peas right. on a Podcast, guys. All right, it's time for Pod V Pod 13, where we invite some of your other favorite podcasters on for a variety of movie games. And this week, we've got a couple of handsome young fellas from <laughs> Down Under. It's uh, it's me and Dean. It is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're sorry. <laughs> DVD challenge. Challenge accepted. Okay. So, we're going to start this as we always do with our standard movie quiz. Pub quiz, asshole. And there's no real need for uh, rules here. We know what we're doing. Yes, you know, know what it is. You love it. Let's do it. Who's going first? <laughs> All right, I'll ask you a question first. Okay, that sounds good to me. All right. In the category of Oscars, just to get it out of the way early, Ooh. what film has received the most Oscar nominations of the 21st century? Okay, it's one of two. It's, it's either Return of the King or the one I'm going to choose, La La Land. Correct. Boom. La La Land also ties for the all-time record of nominations. That's right. Which I did not realise. I think we've mentioned it a couple of times. We may have, but it's still impressive. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right, Dean, your first question. I don't know how, how you're going to go with these, to be honest. Have you made them really hard? See, that's the thing. Like, I, I think, I think honestly, I've made mine a little easy. I think I've gone the other route. They, okay. these, are, these, these are going to be tricky. Okay. Directors is your first category. Yep. Who wrote and directed the 2015 sci-fi drama Midnight Special? Never even heard of that movie. Even if I give you hints on who's in it, I don't think you'll you'll know it. It's got Michael Shannon, Joel Edgerton, Adam Driver. All fine actors. I will go ahead and say that this is probably the hardest of the five. Okay. I pass. I've no idea. Okay. It is the director of Take Shelter, Jeff Nichols. Okay. Yep. Wasn't was, sure. Wasn't was sure. Never getting that. Okay. You could have asked me who directed Take Shelter. And I <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Let's go with the next one. All right. Category of salaries. Which actor earned the most for a single film in 2007? Man. Okay. So, big films in 2007. 
It's before the Marvel era. It's before Dark Knight. 2007 was the year of things like There Will Be Blood and that. They're not they're not big salaries. Who was the big Who was the big actor of 2007? Oh, that's so tough because it's right before yeah, it's all before, the people we know. Before it broke, yeah. Man, this is a good question. Oh, thank you. I'm trying to think if it's easier for me to pick the to try and think of the actor or the movie. Yeah. What's a big like tentpole blockbuster 2007 film that they would have got a lot of money for? Spider-Man was done by then, wasn't it? Yeah, I definitely think it's done by then. Spider-Man 2 was 2004. Did they do Spider-Man 3 in 2007? Was that too late? Couldn't be... I don't think Tobey Maguire is going to get the biggest amount. I mean, is it one of the Harry Potters? Is it Daniel Radcliffe? Ah. Ooh, 2007. 2007 was the year of Transformers. They're not giving all that money to Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> nah, you've got me stumped here. I don't want to hold it up any longer. I mean, what was Leonardo DiCaprio doing in 2007? Surely he's making big bucks there. That was after The Departed. Was this for? Is this for a single film or for like the year? Because if if it's one film, one film. I said that in the question. Oh, you did. Okay. Well, I've been thinking for a very long time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Whatever. Daniel Radcliffe. No. No. Was it Shia LaBeouf? No. Okay. It was Chris Tucker for Rush, Rush Hour? Hour 3. Oh, what? He got a reported $25 million for that one film. And then he retired, basically. Yeah, what was the next thing he was in? Silver Linings Playbook? Probably. Yeah. All right. Your category now. Sylvester Stallone. Rocky. No. <laughs> James Cameron shares screenplay credentials with Sylvester Stallone for his work on which Sylvester Stallone film? Well, this is tough. I'm trying to think of, like, sci-fi, but I don't think Stallone's in any sci-fi. Uh, just think maybe 90s. I'll say Copland. No. It was Rambo First Blood Part 2. Oh, really? Yes. God, I wouldn't have picked that far back. Mm. Oh, that's what it was. Wow. Okay. I don't remember liking that film. Yeah, I think you slagged on it in a Rocky breakdown. Okay. Among other Sylvester Stallone films, you prick. <laughs> All right, Dean, hit me with my second question. All right, this might be one that is... uh... All right, we'll see how you go. Category is crime films. Where does Verbal claim to have been in a barbershop quartet? Skokie, Illinois. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) I thought that may have been a little easy. (laughs) Thank you for that one. You know, back when I was in the barbershop quartet in Skokie, Illinois, we used to make fresh coffee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for that uh, low ball there, Dean. Your third question is in the category of Marvel. Okay. In what Marvel film does Kevin Smith have a small role as a forensic assistant by the name of Jack Kirby? Gee, I know that name. Oh. I mean, it's tough. I'm trying to think of what would be more prone to have lab assistants in it. I don't think any of the Thors would. Is he in Homecoming? I'm going to say Spider-Man Homecoming. See, I knew that that would get you. When I say Marvel, you think MCU. No, it's actually Daredevil. Ah, okay. Bravo to you for Thank your you very stuff. much. I thought of you that. Could have said, you could have said which Marvel movie that is not in the MCU, and I would <laughs> not have got Daredevil. All right, Dean, you're on the bagel so far. 0 for 3. <laughs> All right. Oh, I can get this. I get this right, and I win. All right, category is heist films. Could have also called this one crime films, yes. but I went with heist. <laughs> what finger is Frankie Four Fingers missing in the movie Snatch? Hmm. 
See, the problem is, I don't know the official names of all the fingers. If I describe what finger it is... What? Because I don't know which one's the index and which one's the... Oh, well, the pointer's the one next to the uh, thumb, isn't it? The index is the one next to the pinky. Even if no, it's not... No! No? No. I'll, I will give you this gift of running through which finger is which. From the thumb. Thumb, index, middle, ring, pinky. Ring. I'm going to need more information. Oh, he's left ring. Oh, no, it's actually right hand ring finger. I'm getting that image of, of the, the the run through of all the characters and yeah, it is the right. <laughs> ah, shit. See, yeah. it's left if you're looking at yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Shit's sake. laughs> uh, I'll just hold off on my win for a minute here because you got to get this one right to right. stay in the game. All right, what is it? Category is actors and actresses. Okay. In what film would you see Olivia Wilde playing the mother of Justin Timberlake? Oh, jeez. Oh, is it is it Black Snake Moan? No. Yeah, boy. What is it? In Time. Oh, oh yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Why does it make sense? Because they only age to 25. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, good showing so far, Dean. <laughs> Why don't we do our last questions anyway? Let's do it. Category of Danny Boyle films. Why are you so happy? Are you just making these categories up based off the question? Yes. <laughs> In Train Spotting, Sick Boy says there is one Sean Connery film that is merely a blip on an otherwise uninterrupted downward trajectory. Name that Sean Connery film. Diamonds Are Forever. No. no. The Name of the Rose. Never would have got that. Should have had more questions like that. Yes. <laughs> and let's try and save some face here, Dean, for your last question. Category is animated. Okay. Which veteran actor lent his talents to Zootopia as the voice of Mayor Lionheart? Is he a veteran actor? Is it Idris Elba? I knew you were going to say that. that he plays the police chief. It's actually J.K. Simmons. Ah, he is a veteran actor. That's right. So, Dean, fantastic showing in the first game here with a zero out of five. Yes. <laughs> jolly good. Jolly good. All right, so that means that I get to give you a movie to watch, but we don't have any movies prepared so far, so we'll give those out to each other. Well, say, wait, wait, wait a minute. I'll give you the movies I'm going to give you <laughs> next week. Go for it. All right, it's time to get into our second game, which is... Wait a minute. Don't I know you from somewhere? And for anyone who hasn't heard this before, we basically have three actors or actresses, and the other person has to guess what are their four known for movies on their IMDb page. And you went first last time, Dean. I'm going to go first this time. And for me, I've gotten three actors here from three different generations. And I'll let you decide which one you want to go first. Do you want recent, middle, or, yes, golden age? We'll go elderly first, please. Elderly? Okay. Okay, your first actor here is Mr. Paul Newman. Paul Newman. Okay, I'll go Cool Hand Luke. Correct. Road to Perdition. No. The Sting. No. Gee, I'm uh, struggling for a fourth Paul Newman film here. Really? I mean, he's really old. I'm not sure I would have seen many of them. That's the thing. Like, I I would not have seen many Paul Newman films. Um, was he in a film called Ordinary People? Is that your guess or if you're, are you asking me if he's in that film? I'm asking if he's in that film. I'm not answering that. It is also my guess. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, the ones you missed out on was The Hustler. Haven't seen. The sequel to that, The Colour of Money. Haven't seen. And The Verdict. Haven't seen that. Haven't even heard of that. Okay. The Verdict is a courtroom drama. Well, you'd think so. Well, you never know. Okay. Fair enough. Well, you got a point on the board. Yes. <laughs> I've broken my streak. <laughs> All right. Your first actor is Brendan Gleeson. My God, I can only think of one bloody film. 
All right, let's go with In Bruges. Correct. I think that's him in this film, Paddington 2. No, and that is him. Legit, I, I can't think of any Brendan Gleeson films. Okay, this bodes well for me. I mean, surely they're just British films he's in. Probably like those Guy Ritchie kind of films. I'm going to take a random stab. I'm going to say Rock and Roller. No. And then I'll take another stab and say Layer Cake. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, he was in Cold Mountain. Okay. Have you seen that? Yeah, long time ago. Calvary. No. Nah. And The Guard. No, nah, never even heard of him. Oh, there you go. Thank you, Doke. One all. All right, your second actor is from the late 80s, 90s era, Mr. Mel Gibson. Wow, we're not done Mel Gibson. That's why I picked him. Braveheart. Correct. Lethal Weapon. No. Maverick. No. What Women Want. No. Wow. What is he in? This is, this is, are, they, are we picking the people who are like, they're going to, there's a very glaring obvious <laughs> one, and then we just, all the ones are duds. Um, lethal Weapon 3? Yeah, when you, when you, the way you said no to Lethal Weapon 1 made me think, should I just bang out the rest? <laughs> there's bound to be another one there with your little smug. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, your other two were Ransom. Yeah. And Signs. Oh, okay. Could have got Signs. Probably should have got Signs. All right. Dean, give me a second actor here. Second one is Ralph Fiennes. Or is it Rafe Fiennes? I think it's Rafe Fiennes. Rafe Fiennes. Hmm. Gotta go with Schindler's List. Correct. Red Dragon. No. Grand Budapest Hotel. Correct. I'm definitely thinking of some random weird one. Stuff it. Made in Manhattan. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Didn't want to have a stab at uh, little Harry Potter. Nah. <laughs> Which one am I going to pick? What, the font, like the number part yes. two? Yeah. Uh, Deathly Hallows part two yeah. and also The Constant Gardener. Okay, fair enough. Could have also gone English Patient. No. Nah. Was big in that? No. Nah. That's like the only best picture winner from like 1990 onwards that I haven't seen. Okay. You don't know yours? Chicago. Yeah. And have you seen English Patient? Yeah. Okay. Is it worth it? Yeah. All right. Maybe you might get to choose it for me. Tunisia. Sure. It's a desert. Hey, you take a lane's review for it. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> All right, so I am up three to two right now. And the last one here is an actor from our modern age here, Channing Tatum. All right. 21 Jump Street. Correct. You've been very good with getting the first one right. Oh, you look pained. I I know. Oh, sorry. I knew the movie. I just couldn't think of the name. Logan Lucky? No, but that is the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Magic Mike. No. Magic Mike XX. No. (laughs) I did that sneaky look. What is it? 22 Jump Street. God. White House Down. Oh, okay. And Foxcatcher. Ooh. Yep. So, well done on your successful one blank, blank, blank in all three rounds. <laughs> I need to get one right here to win once again. All right. We have James McAvoy. I'm really hoping this isn't a John Goodman-esque <laughs> run here. <laughs> oh, he's, a, he's, got, he's got a bit here. I mean, I'm just going to say X-Men First Class. No. Oh, man. I know what's going to happen here. Uh, split. Yes. Nice. Okay. All right. And why don't we smash out Wanted? No. And I know he's in some British period piece movie, but I have no idea what it is. So I'll just say X-Men Days of Future Past. No. Okay. What, which one? Which British one was it? Atonement. That's yeah, it's one of those. The Last King of Scotland. I didn't even know he was in it. Have you seen it? Nah. And Filth. Nah. From the creator of Trainspotting, also stars Jamie Bell and Jim Broadbent. You haven't seen it? Sounds like you're reading off IMDb. Not at all. <laughs> I actually read off the poster. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, commiserations again, sir. Three to four. I think oh, that is a poor showing. I know, it's really bad. That is a really, really poor showing from us. <laughs> to be fair, we're probably picking ones that are like, yeah, there's no way they're getting more than two in each one. <laughs> All right, so another movie's coming your way next week. So why don't we get into our third game here? It is a new game. It's called... I said, and I quote. And what this game entails is both Dean and I have five movies here, and the other person has to guess what those movies are based off a quote from the movie. <laughs> this is a new this is a new game, so this could go very good or it could go terribly. Oh, I don't know. Let's see how we go. Dean, oh. you go first. For me, what's my first quote? At your age, you're going to have a lot of urges. You're going to want to take your off your clothes and touch each other. But if you do touch each other, you will get chlamydia and die. So you're obviously saying it in a deadpan way, so I cannot pick up on, you know, any inflections there. No, it's it's not the lobster. I'm trying to think of things where it's... Uh, obviously, they're trying to prevent people from getting together... Young age. Okay, so it's a movie where they're... It's something about... They're probably in a high school, and it's like the principal talking. I feel like I'm really close with that. I feel like this is set... This quote is set in a high school. I can't think of any specific movie like that. Eighth grade. No, it was actually Mean Girls. Okay. will get chlamydia and die. I was close. I uh, had a... You were getting there. Yeah. You were getting there. Okay. Dean, your first one is... Shrimp is the food of the sea. You can barbecue it. Boil it, broil it, bake it, sauté it. Yeah, okay, that rings no bells for me. <laughs> um, so I'm thinking, obviously, like a restaurant, chef environment. Oh, what is out there? Ratatouille, shrimp. I don't think Little Mermaid. I can't get off Ratatouille. I'll say Ratatouille. No, I reckon... I don't know if you get it if I do the actual... Go, okay, give it a go. Shrimp is the food of the sea. You can barbecue it, boil it, broil it, bake it, saute it. Bubblegum shrimp. Forrest Gump. Oh, come on. <laughs> all right. Oh, come on. Is that all right? Yeah, it's all right. Pick a movie you know I don't like that I've probably seen once. Yep, well done. All right, next one for you. She's got a power tool in the bedroom, dear. It's her own personal jackhammer. She could break sidewalk with that thing. She uses it, and the lights dim. It's like a prison movie. Amazed, she hasn't chipped her teeth. Nah, just just going. I'm not going to hold it up here. Just going through. I really can't think of anything in particular. I understand the type of scene I'm I'm thinking of here. Yeah. I just can't pinpoint it to a movie. I'm I'm just thinking of something about like a sort of a teen movie where they're trying to get the girl. I don't think you'd pick that movie. I'm thinking of. I don't even think you've seen it. Uh, I'll just say she's out of my league. I have not seen yeah. that. <laughs> no, that is incorrect. Yeah, of course. She's got a power tool in the bedroom, dear. It's her own personal jackhammer. She could break sidewalk with that thing. Oh, it's Mrs. Dow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, it makes so much difference if you actually put the voice yeah, on, the, the tone, the inflections. It's so hard reading these and not doing it like that because that, that's the way you know it. But yeah. you, say, you say that voice is like, ah, oh, of course. <laughs> All right, your second one here, sir. Let me get my monotone. <laughs> my first day as a woman, and I'm getting hot flashes. I think I did all right there. Flashes or flushes? Flashes. First day as a woman, I'm getting hot flashes. God, that could be Mrs. Doubtfire. 
What are you looking at me oh, for? Oh, is it? That would be nuts if you would smash out another Mrs. Doubtfire straight away. Would you, though? Might you change the order if if I hit you with a Mrs. Doubtfire? Would you hit up Stop something Stop leaning else? in and looking at my... Oh, no, get off it, get <laughs> off it. First day of a woman, I'm getting hot flashes. I think that is. I genuinely think that is Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, final answer, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What are the odds? That's crazy. Yeah, you said Mrs. Depp. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, what have I done here? Why didn't I go first? <laughs> uh, very good. All right, on to my number three. As though we were made for each other, Beauty and the Beast. Of course, if anyone else calls you Beast, I'll rip their lungs out. Yeah, damn, this is a hard one, isn't it? <laughs> so this sounds like it's a guy talking, giving himself the name of the beauty. Again, I think this is wrong. I feel like it's one of those... Not another teen movie. No, what is it with you and, like, raunchy teen comedies? It feels like a joke answer to, like, a she's all that. As though we were made for each other. Beauty and the Beast. Of course, if anyone else calls you Beast, I'll rip their lungs out. No. It's aggressive. Like, it's not... Oh, well, it's it? not playful. It's 89 Batman. Ah, oh, nah. Never getting that. <laughs> all right, Dean. Your next one here. An old man dies, a young woman lives. A fair trade. Oh, I know that. Yeah, see, I've, I've given some quotes where... An old man dies. Recognition. Shush. <laughs> An old man dies, a young woman lives. Someone sacrifices... Oh, gee, I'm going to be spewing if I can't get this. I know this quote really well. I've seen it a lot. Is it snowing? Is it night time? Boom! Sin City. Very good. Yeah! <laughs> you, it was like you were painting the picture. Oh, I was like, trying it, yeah. snowing? Is it dark? Yeah. Oh, oh God, it is, it is snowing and dark. Yeah. Damn, oh, well good done. one. Good yeah. one. See, that's the perfect one. That's one that the other person knows, knows well, and yeah. it's a struggle to get. I genuinely thought I wasn't going to get that. Whew. Man, I'm pleased I got that. Yeah, that was good. You've earned that one. All right, what's my next one? If I don't get this, then that's it for me in this game. If I go in there and see fucking pubes sprinkled on the toilet Knocked seat... four oh, bang, really? <laughs> yeah. Damn. All right, I stay in the game here, but you can't get this one. And I, looking at it, it's, it seems super easy now that I look at it. Okay. I'm try- I need to try and change this voice here. Stop trying to set me up for a fail here. <laughs> a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. What are you, serious? A spoonful of sugar yeah, makes yeah, the like, medicine yeah. go... Why don't you just say supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? Yeah, that, that was... Yeah, that's too easy. Stupid. Mary Poppins. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. You deserve this one anyway. All right, give me my last one. All right. I was 19 years old when the musical Cats came to our town. I couldn't wait to see it. After the show, I was asked if I wanted to go meet some of the performers backstage. Man, I was thrilled. But when I got back there, they were drunk and out of control. Yeah, and I can picture like them acting like cats, but, or something like that. Are they? Uh, I don't want to give clues. Well, I've lost. You've you've lost. What's the score at the moment? It's three to one. Okay, I'll I'll do it in the voice. See if you can get. There I go. I was 19 years old when the musical Cats came to our town. I couldn't wait to see it. Oh, uh, it's our team, America. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it amazing how much? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Rumpus Cat and McCavity kept filling up my leg. I tried to leave, but Rumpel Teaser held me down and. I was raped by Mr. Mistopheles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see if you can go four for five here, Dean. All the wrong people knew who I was anyways, so I figured I'm just going to put up a flag. All the wrong people knew who I was. It's a prison movie, so I figured I was... Is that Shawshank? 
Let me just think. All the wrong people knew who I was anyway. Figure I'd put up a flag. Oh, whoa, no, it's not Shawshank. Jesus, glad I did not lock that in. <laughs> uh, it is American History X. Yeah, very good. Jesus. <laughs> uh, solid performance there, Dean. Four to two in the third game. Did you give yourself a point for that? The Team America? Yeah. Oh, generous. Who the fuck cares? You won. Uh, <laughs> you know, no shame. Absolutely not. That is a four to one victory. It's a, it's a four to a one point five. Oh, it's a four to one victory. Well, whatever you need to hang your hat on, mate. Yeah. You're the one adding points for no reason. Let's get to our fourth game, which is Scholars of Trivia. And very similar to the quotes game we just did, we have to guess the movie that the other person is trying to hint at us based off a piece of trivia off IMDb. And I'll go first for this one now, mate. The use of caller ID increased more than threefold after the release of this film. So obviously it's a film with a lot of phone call. I'm just trying to think, would it be that a lot of the calls are private numbers and they're messing with them, or is it that caller ID was so popular here? So it's got to be something like early 2000s, I would say. Phone booth? No, it's Scream. Really? Because of the... What's up? Oh, that's not Scream, is it? Oh, my God, I thought you were joking. <laughs> yeah, I'm not much of a Scream fan. What is it in Scream that has to do with the phones? He's calling like, hello, Sydney. And Oh, like, okay. Even in the second one, there's... Of course, you've got caller ID for the exact oh, same thing. Okay, okay. Fair enough. All right, let's do it. John Candy improvised all of his lines. All of his lines, hey? So it wouldn't be a full movie. Let's take a stab at a somewhat cameo that he does, Home Alone. Correct. Yes. Dean, during one night shoot, problems with the puppets were so severe that the entire cast fell asleep on the set during the delay. Problems with the puppets. Hmm. I was reading a lot about Team America and they did say that the puppets caused a lot of issues. However, I think that may be too obvious. What other film has puppets though? I'll go, um, I'll go Labyrinth. Classic Dean answer, Labyrinth. No, it's Gremlins. Oh, okay. Never. Is there a night scene in Labyrinth? Yes. Oh, you'd know. Yes. Labyrinth is your go-to puppet answer. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next up for you, Hendo. Al Pacino caused problems throughout production, demanding a massive salary and heavy script rewrites. He frequently complained, yelling, Serpico only took 19 days and threatened to quit. Any given Sunday. No, Godfather Part 2. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Didn't, didn't see that one coming. No, me neither. All right, mate. This movie marked the first time cartoon characters from both Walt Disney and Warner Brothers appeared together on screen. I'll say Ralph Breaks the Internet. And you would be incorrect. What is it? Who framed Roger Rabbit? Okay. Hendo, the trailer was viewed 34 million times on YouTube in the first 24 hours after it was released. This broke the record that was previously held by Iron Man 3 in 2013. Star Wars The Force Awakens. No, should have stuck with the Marvel Avengers Age of Ultron. I I would have said Infinity War, so yeah. All right, heading into the fourth question. I'm up one to nil. We're showing our chops here, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, to look like a real rock band, the four actors rehearsed for four hours a night, five nights a week, for six weeks. Is it, this is Spinal Tap? No, I like to put in some of your all-time greats to see if you is slip up. Is it Almost Famous? It is Almost Famous. I was going to say Almost Famous, but I thought you wouldn't put that in because you knew I would say that. Well, in all fairness, the actual trivia said, to look like a real rock band, the four actors, uh, at some point, has still water in there. I'm like, ah, uh, no, we'll cut that bit. <laughs> 
Okay. I get this one, I just win. Okay. The most expensive film ever made at the time, not adjusted for inflation. The budget ran to $300 million. That's more than the budget of all three Lord of the Rings films combined. I feel like you're saying that Lord of the Rings thing to throw me off that it happened after Lord of the Rings. I said the Lord of the Rings thing because that was on on the trivia. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you said the budget, because if you just said the most expensive film made at the time, right, that could be literally any movie almost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is the very first movie ever made. <laughs> 300 million. Gee, that's large. It's very large. It's <laughs> a lot. So I always think about large budgets, and I always, I bet you do. I always think of John Carter, but I feel like that's like a 200-something million budget. What was higher than that? I am going to say... Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Oh my god, you're so close. Dead Man's Chest? At World's End. At World's End. Was that the last recent? That was the third one. Ah, I knew. Uh, yeah, I was. Stranger Tides was the fourth one. Yeah, I was, I was thinking it's the fourth or the third one. Yeah. Nah, I was close. Oh, you were very close. Yeah. All right, Dean, you got to get this to stay in the game. Yep. Benicio del Toro is one of only seven actors to have won an Academy Award for a part spoken mainly in a foreign language. What the fuck is that movie called? Day of the Soldado. Oh, Sica- is it Sicario? No. Is Traffic. It- uh, okay. Fair enough. Well done, Dean. Another zero for five there. Thank you. All right. Not that that matters, but give me the last question here. The last little bit of trivia. Ridley Scott's first cut ran four hours. I can keep going. No, that's fine. I'm pretty sure it's Alexander. Oh, no. It's Blade Runner. Oh, it is Blade Runner. Oh, I thought you were tricking me. <laughs> I thought that's so obvious as Blade Runner, like the way you said it. I was going to continue with most of the crew, including the writers and director, admitted that while it looked beautiful, it was mostly incomprehensible, necessitating additional editing and an explanatory voiceover. I would have got Blade Runner from that. That's yeah. Yeah. But you stopped and I'm like, it's easy. I stopped he- because you looked like you were about to say it and I was like... Okay, ah, fair do you need Jeez, more? Lucky that, lucky that wasn't for the win. No, because it just the way you said it was like, he's setting it up because he, he, it so clearly sounds like Blade Runner that it has to be his, his other film. That he, okay. <laughs> oh, what am I talking about? Oh my God, I'm pretty sure Oliver Stone did Alexander. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, well, who gives a shit? I win, though it's only one to nothing. Very impressive. Thank you. A win's a win. Okay, so last game here. I've got three movies to give you. You've got the one. We'll find out what the last movie's going to be in our movie draft. Now, Dean, our last movie draft that we did together was best movies in the bottom 100. So we want to do a little play on that in terms of picking good movies in bad situations. And considering it is the start of 2019 in the first month, we've gone with best movies released in January. Very well known as the dump month. Yes. Now, we've gone on US release dates just to make it easier for ourselves. And we don't have little arguments. Well, this was released in Taiwan in... You know, January oh, did 2nd. You, did you get that Taiwanese movie? Yeah, I did. I got rid of it, though, because <laughs> of the rules. And because I went first last time in the draft, Dean, you can go first this time. What is your first pick? I'll take City of God. Okay. Well, I'm going to come back at you there with the classic love story, Before Sunrise. Now, of course, my number two. And I'm going to take my second pick here, a very recent film, one that I adore completely, Paddington 2. My number three. This makes sense based off the list that we could find. Yes. (laughs) It is very top-heavy. Okay, what are your next two, mate? Uh, I'm going to take Taken. Yep, good pick there. Uh, I'm going to take From Dusk Till Dawn. Fair enough. And bugger it. Let's go to the duo. Paddington. 
And I'll follow that up with a classic Kubrick film, Doctor Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Yeah, I do not like that film. Not about what you like, mate. It's about what gets the votes. All right, I'll take Cloverfield and Split. Fair enough. And my last pick here... Yikes. I'm going to take a pick that's going to stick out like a sore thumb on my draft here compared to the other four. I'm going to go Smoke and Aces. All right. All right, let's take a look back at the teams here. My team is Before Sunrise, Paddington 2, Paddington, Doctor Strange Level, How I Learned to Stop Worrying, I Love the Bomb, and Smoking Aces. And I've got City of God, Taken, From Dust Till Dawn, Cloverfield, and Split. Okay, that'll be an interesting one. We'll do another blind draft here. Yep. We'll put that out 24 hours after the episode's been released, and we'll find out who takes the cake. So that's the end of the Pod V Pod, mate. Yes, it is. It was good fun. Always good fun. It was a a lot of fun. I think the quotes is probably my favourite section there. I wonder why. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was really good. All right, let's get into... That's my question! The question, jerk! Where we asked you is, what is your favourite film franchise? And let's take a look at some responses here. First one here from Kelsey, the Harry Potter series. If only because without it, I wouldn't have Fantastic Beasts. My newest favourite film series. Wow, I feel like a lot of people would have gone the other way. <laughs> they may have picked Harry Potter, but for the Fantastic Beast series. <laughs> but I'm glad you like it. The Brook Reading Podcast has said, Oh my goodness, that's a difficult question. I'd have to go with X-Men. The Tasteless Podcast said, I think it's going to be Scream. Interesting. Have you seen all of the Screams? Judging by my talk of Scream earlier, does it look like I've seen all the Scream films? Yes. Yes, you're right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do they get really bad? The four, the third one is pretty bad. Okay. Second one's good, and the fourth one is, uh, take it or leave it. I've only seen the first one. Second one is good to watch. All right. Movie Geek and Proud say, does the Jay and Silent Bob Chronicles count? Kevin Smith movies feel like a franchise. I feel like the Jay and Silent Bob films, like the Viewersk universe is what it was. The what? The Viewersk universe. Viewersk? View askew. View askew. Oh, askew. Yeah, okay. and like, yeah, view askew universe. Yep. I would say that, yeah, those five films. Not the ones. Oh, I had Clerks 2 in as a sixth film later on. I wouldn't add in like Tusk and Red State. And- no. Are they in Zack and Mary Make a Porno? No. Because Jason Mewes plays. Oh, he does different. too. He yeah. plays someone else. Yep. The cinema guys say definitely Star Wars. These movies made me the geek that I am today. Ryan L. Terry says Jurassic Park. Peter DeVilbus says Halloween. I. I've only seen the first Halloween and the remake recently. I haven't seen any other ones. Yeah, me too. From the Huh? Podcast, Friday the 13th. Again, I guess if you're into the horrors, right up your alley. Exactly. Low Carb Monster 8 just has a picture of Rocky on the top of the mountain screaming, Drago! So, I think we know what what that is. Is it Rambo? Yes. Good pick. (laughs) (laughs) Ben the Third has gone Batman. Oh, I guess you like that answer. I do. One of our awesome patrons, Aliani Silvermist, has Lord of the Rings. The Feel and Film podcast says, The Lord of the Rings slash Hobbit is number one for me. From Dave at the Super Movie Bros. I mean, and that's just Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. I need to go past Star Wars. From the Movie Drone podcast, for me, the daddy of them all, 20 plus films, and although not all of the films are great, you can always find great scenes in them and people still talk about them. James Bond. And our last one here on Twitter from Pat Zickigan's Marvel. And let's take a look over at our Facebook page here. Lucas Allen has Rocky. Michelle Jane has Harry Potter. Reese McKenzie says Mission Impossible. It's improved so much since its inception. 
And our last one here from The Tom from Shaken Not Nerd. Was always Star Wars until recent years. Now I'm torn. Can I just count the first two Alien films? No. No, no you cannot. What, what kind of question is that? No. We said franchise. <laughs> Thank you very much for all your answers, everyone, over on Twitter and on Facebook. But, Dean, let's get to our top five film franchises. All right, Dean, kick it off with your number five. My number five is one of your favourites, I'm sure, James Bond. The reason it is only number five is because there are a lot of duds for me. Mm-hmm. And if I was to do a full rewatch... There would definitely be a lot of struggle moments for it. The highs are really high, yeah. but I feel like the lows are fairly low. Have you seen all the films? Yes. I did a full watch through years ago, and in doing it the way I did, they did blend together a lot. Yeah. But I have, in some fashion, seen them all at one point. Okay, well, James Bond is on my list somewhere, so I'll talk about that later. My number five is what I'm assuming going to be up on your list a little bit higher. It's the original Batman Quadrilogy. Yeah, so we've felt that the Nolan vs. Batman is not a part of this. Yeah. That is a trilogy. The Batman franchise does entail the 89 Batman through to the much-beloved Batman and Robin. And if the Dark Knight trilogy was included, I would have had this up a little bit higher on my list. Yeah. And I definitely enjoy all four films. Batman Returns I've only seen once, and it was like a kind of low blip on my radar. Batman Forever and Batman and Robin are just so damn cheesy. You like, I find them highly entertaining, and I could definitely watch them a ton of times. And I do love the original Batman. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I think the three and four aren't great technical films, but man, you cannot say that you're not entertained watching this crap. Yeah. It's really great, and I have a lot of love for Batman Returns. Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman, I think, is perfect casting, along with Danny DeVito as a Penguin. Another just very left field. Uh, performance there which I love which is why it's my number four. Ooh, okay. I thought we were doing a little bit higher but okay, fair enough. Right, my number four is the reason why we're doing this film franchise. It is the Rocky Saga. And I'm talking all the way from Rocky to Creed. I've not seen Creed 2 yet but even without that these films are just sheer entertainment. Rocky 1 or just Rocky is sensational. The others dip but they are still super entertaining in their own way. Three and four are like Forever and Batman and Robin for me. They how are was, how was five? Five is a, a very is a dip. That's why it's pretty only sure dip. it's your worst film of that year. I've seen like what six films from that year. Just shut the hell up. <laughs> the Rocky Balboa picks up speed again, and Creed is fantastic. So Creed is fantastic. Yeah, that's easily why the best. All right, my number three is the Mission Impossible franchise. Oh, me too. Nice. Yeah. Two is... It's a dip. It feels almost like it doesn't even belong in this franchise now. You look at one, three, four, five, six, obviously capped off perfectly at the moment with Fallout. It's so... The action is just ups itself every movie. Tom Cruise is... He's a machine. I love it. I absolutely love it. And even two, I can still watch. Well, I could could easily just cruise through. Cruise, get it? Nice. (laughs) Through this entire film franchise and not skip a beat. Yeah, that's the thing. I thought watching this through, I would get a lot of enjoyment. More so than the Batman 4. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, your number two. My number two is the MCU, Marvel Cinematic Me Universe. Me too. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, no, I mean, what's there to say? I it's, mean, you it's, just recently did a big rewatch of it. I did. It's just so consistent. Yep. And even the bad stuff is still very good. Yeah. Wow, very good is a generous term. You want these film franchi- franchises just to be, yeah, consistent. Like, yeah, you're going to have a couple here and there that yeah. lower, and you, but you're going to have a couple that are, like, right up there. Yeah, and the way the thing at the moment is as well, you look at how it's been this last year, the most recent movies, Infinity War, Black Panther, Homecoming, these are all 
very, very good. Thor Ragnarok as well. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's all very good. Yeah. No, great franchise that's still going on. I'm very curious to see what happens with you know Captain Marvel, then on to Endgame. Yep. And then from there. Oh, have you seen the trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home? No, I'm very proud of myself. Wow, really? I have not watched it. I woke up one morning, checked the Twitter, and all five of my top five trending yeah. was about it. I've seen that picture of... Jake Gyllenhaal as yep. Mysterio. But other than that, I figure, what's the point? I'm going to watch it. I'm going to really be psyched for it. I don't need to be spoiled on some things now. Yeah, to be fair, they don't reveal much at all. The, yeah, big, the, the big reveal is Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't need to, so yeah. I'm just I'm trying to avoid it. Nah, good. Good. You got some- um, Self-control. That's the one. Yes. Yeah, very good. Okay, what's your number one? Actually, no, I'll go first on this one because my number one we've already spoken about. It's the James Bond films. I mean, it's very well documented out there that I'm a, a James Bond nutcase. They obviously go up and down, but I can still enjoy every single one of them along the way. They're just, do they just sheer action entertainment? I I've grown up with them since I was like ten. At that point in my life, when I was you know between ten to sixteen. I knew everything there was to know about James Bond. Every movie. Like, I knew the directors of every single one. I knew, like, the producers, and I was... Who directed Thunderball? Guy Hamilton. <laughs> Let me fact It's Oh, you are incorrect. <laughs> See, this is what happens. It's been, like, 14 years. Ah, <laughs> Mr. I know all the directors. So, I've definitely dipped on the knowledge in a while. Because I know Goldfinger was done by Guy Hamilton, and then he... I don't even know if he came back after that. Yeah, knowledge has dropped over the years. It's Terence Young. Ah, of course. That was my next guess. You have never heard that name in your life. That's stuff. I knew that name. I knew that name once. <laughs> the blank look on your face will tell otherwise. <laughs> no, but overall, I just love all the James Bond films, especially the more recent ones with Daniel Craig. They are just they're, ah, a breath of fresh air. But, Dean, we haven't said your number one, have we? No, we have not. And my number one is not on your top five, and I'm not really surprised, to be honest. It is Star Wars. Okay. Did Even you expect though- that? Uh, yeah, I was thinking that or Lord of the Rings, but if you're thinking Lord of the Rings franchise, you're going with The Hobbit and you would never... Like, nah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If we're talking trilogies, Lord of the Rings, one of the best of all time. Yeah, but but we're going franchises, obviously. And you include The Hobbit. It's, oh, man, that's, <laughs> that's a struggle. I have not seen any of The Hobbits. I don't intend to. Don't you dare. Don't... <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> But yeah, you, you put this high on your list, obviously, you know, the first the first three, uh, you know, very, very good. It's a fantastic. You obviously love Force Awakens and Last Jedi. Even, I do, but... Even the, putting in the prequels. The prequels are very, very entertaining. Phantom Menace is great. Attack of the Clones is a struggle, but there are bits in there that are enjoyable. And Revenge of the Sith is a legitimately good film, so... And you talk about, like, you think franchises, and most of them is, that we've mentioned are still going, and the one I'm most looking forward to is Star Wars. So, yeah, it was an easy number one for me. No, fair enough. All right, let's take a look at the results of the first round of the best 1950s film tournament we've got going on here. First match here, Dial in for Murder beat the Seventh Seal with a 60% victory. Next up, we have Singing in the Rain and the Knights of Kiberia actually tying 50% of the votes each. We did stipulate earlier on that if there was a tie, whichever movie was highest ranked would win. So, Singing in the Rain goes through. And our next match here, Ben-Hur takes out Ikaru with a 100% vote. (laughs) Next up, Some Like It Hot at 80% takes out The Wages of Fear. Again, another 100% vote here on the waterfront takes out Igmar Berman's Wild Strawberries. I am not surprised with that one. Next up, we've got Rashomon and Le Diabolique. 
Again, another tie, 50% each. Rashomon is ranked 10. The other movie is 23, so Rashomon goes through. The seventh match here, the bridge on the River Kwai takes out Tokyo Story with an 83% victory. And lastly, All About Eve destroys the 400 blows. Maybe not destroys. 71% to 29%. And based off our brackets, we had two different picks in our first round. Yes, we did, took them both. (laughs) So you are now ahead two points. Yep. But there's still plenty of matches to go, so we'll see what happens coming up in the next round. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break here, give you a couple more promos from some awesome podcasts out there, and we'll be back on the other side with what else we've been watching. Rising from the depths of a state called Michigan... Two inebriated dorks prepare their plan for intergalactic domination. Mixing their extensive knowledge of geek culture with their insatiable thirst for alcohol, these two man-children bring you a show like you've never heard before. They will tell you tales from faraway lands and have you questioning their taste in beer. But make no mistake, friend, For the best coverage of your favorite comics, films, and TV shows, there's no better source for you to get your fix. So listen up, strap in, and prepare yourself as Jake and Tom conquer the world. Hey listeners, we just want to take a quick second to thank you all for taking the time out of your day to come and listen to us banter on about movies and all things movie related. Yeah, it really does mean a lot to the both of us. We're always looking to improve our show, to get our name out there, and there are a couple of ways you could help us. Yeah, one of the easiest ways is to just get the word of mouth out there. You know, let your family and friends know about the show and where they can find us, which is pretty much everywhere. Places like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and all the other podcast catches you can search for, we're probably on there. And hey, if you find one we're not on, let us know so we can fix it. You can contact us on Twitter at IMDB Journey, our Facebook page at facebook.com slash IMDB Journey, our Letterboxd page at letterboxd.com slash IMDB Journey, or you can email us at imdbjourney at gmail.com. Exactly. Another way to help us out is to leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes for us. And Dean, we got an awesome review this week on our iTunes, which is also on our Facebook page. And this is from Dipak Patel, who said, Started listening three months ago and now cannot wait for each new episode. Dan and Dean are just regular dudes who love movies like me, and they are talking about movies like I would be with my friends. The breakdowns are super interesting, and the Pod V Pod, always great to hear, even though I secretly think I could beat them. (laughs) Well, Uh, it's not saying much. (laughs) (laughs) I may not necessarily agree with all their opinions on the movies, but the podcast is always fun and insightful. Thank you very much, Deepak. You're a friend of ours for life. Or if you're really loving the content and are looking for more, then why not check out our Patreon, where we post another weekly show breaking down other films not on the IMDb Top 250. Yeah, that's right. What have we got coming up this week, Kendo? Well, Dean, we're getting through our Edgar Wright filmography, and this week we've got coming up is The World's End. Yeah, we finish out the Cornetto trilogy. It'll be good to see how that goes. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where this stacks up with Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. Absolutely. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, head on over to patreon.com slash imdbjourney and check out the myriad of rewards and benefits we have to offer. Hi, I'm Rob. And I'm Sean. And we are Movie Movie Geek Geek and Proud, a movie podcast where two gay movie geeks review current and older movies of all genres, good and bad. 
We also pick titles and share our opinions on films that are either not well-known or guilty pleasures. But we are proud of our taste and encourage all other movie geeks to do the same. And it's not just movie reviews on our show. We play games, trivia, movie drafts. We have guests come on and even the occasional skit. (laughs) You can listen to our show on your favorite podcast apps, including SoundCloud, Podbean, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at MGNP Podcast. And remember, every movie has at least one fan. You're so cheesy. What? How's that cheesy? And every movie does not have at least one fan. Uh, I say it does, and you can't prove it doesn't. You can't prove it does. Yes, I can. That's why we're doing this show. It's like every time you want to start with me, I don't understand. No, you can't. You can't. I'm telling you, they always have to do You always do this. Movie Geek and Proud, a new episode every Wednesday. Okay, as we get into what else we've been watching, just a quick reminder that we won't be spoiling the films we talk about from here on in. All right, Dean, how many films have you seen recently? I've got seven. Now, I'm sure you're going to destroy me now with your little competition, (laughs) so how many do you have? Uh, I've got 18. (laughs) Far out. But I, I'll keep them brief because there's a Please lot. Please yeah, keep them brief. Not a, not all of them are like new releases. There's a bunch all of them, right, so I'll right. just keep those very short. All right, here we go. All right, my number eighteen is a film that came out last year from Netflix to all the boys I've loved before. Mm, I did see that advertised. Now uh, you can skip that one, mate. Oh, clearly number eighteen. I wasn't even thinking. No good. <laughs> No, for anyone who doesn't know what it's about, it's about a young girl whose love life goes from imaginary to out of control when her secret letters to every boy she's ever fallen for are mysteriously mailed out. And I'll just sum this up as another one of those teeny, cliched dramas. There's nothing really special about this film. The characters are very basic. Fair enough. Yeah, didn't really think much of it. Moving on. All right. My number 17 is a film that we've both seen recently. It's Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, I have seen this too. For me, I obviously like it a lot more than you because it's far higher than rank 17 <laughs> on my list. It is 10 <laughs> spots higher. No, but you actually didn't mind it, did you? I didn't mind it. It's This one, honestly, I really, really struggled to pin down a star rating for. Yeah. Like, it took me days to the point where I've forgotten to log it. But what someone said, we got a review on Twitter, I think, and they said something along the lines of, take the music out and what do you have left? And that did get me thinking, do I like this film only because I like the music of Queen so much? And the music of Queen plays so much throughout. Ugh, I Probably. But at the end of the day, I watched it with the missus. We both had a really good time watching it. I fully see there are a lot of flaws with it. The development of the band is rough. Remy Malik is not good. I didn't think- I, I saw Remy Malik every time. I don't see how. What do you know him from? I I know enough about Freddie Mercury that when I watched, I'm like, this is- this. this I can just see Remy Malik playing Freddie Mercury. I can't see- I cannot look at him and go, oh, that is Freddie Mercury. No, I could just easily see Fre- uh, Remy Malik. I don't know why. I just saw him like, he's- 
I can, I can just tell it was him. Like, it was- Everyone's saying, oh, he just engulfs Freddie yeah, Mercury. Like, I, I disagree. Everyone goes on about the final um, Live Aid performance as being the highlight and how close to the source it was and watch yeah. it side by side. I've watched Live Aid a lot, and I don't think it was good. I don't think the Bohemian Rhapsody stuff- was good. It might be. It might be really great again because the music's great. I don't think Remy Malik was great in that scene at all. You say you take the music out. What are you left with? I say if you take the the the, the moniker of Freddie Mercury out of this film, it is another generic biography about a band. Yeah, you can't do that though. Like but I'm saying, how about that- how about you take Johnny Cash out of Walk the Line? It it doesn't work. But if you take like the music out of Walk the Line, it's still a bloody great movie. It's not about Four people. It's about Freddie Mercury. And I don't so, you can't did, say, oh, if you take well. Freddie Mercury out, what's left? Well, fuck. Well, the movie's not called Freddie Mercury. It's called Bohemian Rhapsody, a song about Queen. About Queen. Yeah. By Queen. By Queen. You know what I mean. Yeah. I feel like that this film was very by the numbers. It went step for step following the the key points of Queen's career. This is how we did this song. Oh, let's quickly move. Oh, this is how we did this song. Oh. I, I can't believe oh, how, how did, popular oh, this film is. Oh, this is how we did We Were Rock You. Let's stamp our feet. Oh, that sounds like a catchy song. What's it? Oh, we're playing that in the concert. I'm like, like, this is just, it just feels like a very formulaic biography that didn't take any chances. The second half just, it started dragged when, when the, you know, the bad stuff starts to happen. It, it didn't do it well. I just, I was very let down with this film. I, this film could have been so much more than what it was, and it let me down in some a, a lot of key points of this film. Oh, don't get me wrong. I love the music, but then it's just the Queen soundtrack. Mm. So, I can just go put my headphones on and listen to Queen if I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. So, a big disappointment for me. That's all I've got to say. Yep. Good. All right. Because we've got so many movies to get through, well, we'll just do a couple of reviews here for each one. First one here from the Epic Film Guys. Obviously, Nick, because it is garbage. Remove Queen's music from the film and ask yourself if the movie is even passable. There it is. It's a credit to the enduring greatness of the band's music. The film itself is an embarrassment to cinema, to biopics, to Freddie Mercury, and to Queen. From Corey Tatum, a very good film but loses its footing in the second half, Rami Malek embodies Freddie Mercury with his Queen performances. However, during the moments when we get the backstory of Freddie, I only saw Remy Malik. Mm-hmm. Also, I wanted more backstory about the other band members. B minus or C plus. Thanks, Corey. Thanks, Corey. All right, on to my number 16, The Miseducation of Cameron Post. Have you heard of this film? Yes. Uh, Grace Moretz? Yes. Makes it- out with lesbian people? Lesbian people. Well, I assume they're women. I think they're just called lesbians. Makes out with lesbians. Yeah, she does. And basically goes to one of those camps to- Pray away the gay, one of those type of ones. And I don't know, I didn't didn't connect with it. It was kind of dull. Yep. Uh, it is a very slow-paced film, lots of talking, and I just didn't buy into it. I just didn't get into the characters. And so, for me, it was slow and boring. Fair enough. On to my number 15, you reviewed it last week, Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, yeah, what'd you think? Ah, uh, No. No? Too long. Man. Oh, it's so long. So many songs that just didn't need to be in the film. It's like watching a musical. The Meryl Streep. Oh, 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 oh and terrible. All, to be fair, get this right, that, that scene came on and one of my daughters, we all went to the cinema as a family, yeah. one of my daughters had to go to the toilet. So, all right, I went up and went to the toilet with it and I came back and the song was still going. Yeah, I'm like, are you kidding me? It's terrible. Yeah, it was too long. Consider yourself lucky you didn't see it all. Well, that was the only part I missed. <laughs> so, I'm happy that that was the part that I did miss. Story is very bleh. Mary, uh, Emily Blunt is okay. She's fine. Uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda, 
think he kind of takes over the movie. Like, you know, hams it up a bit there. Ah, just watch the original. Hmm. <laughs> okay, let's pick out a couple of reviews here for Mary Poppins Returns. First one here from Jay from the Super Movie Bros. Disney's beloved classic is a magical film that will have you under its spell. I didn't love all the musical numbers or Meryl Streep scene, but it won't disappoint many fans. And one here from the Feelin' Film Podcast. Get this one. More like meh, Repoppins Returns. <laughs> okay, on to my number 14 film here. Another film that you reviewed last time, Wildlife. Yep. Agree. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like you were in agreement with me. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, yeah just, a bit disappointing. See, it's hard for me to, to talk about these films because I <laughs> I saw them a little while ago now. So, my, my thoughts on them are, are basically, I didn't like the characters. I didn't like where they progressed to. The the main focus on the, the son yeah, didn't didn't treat it as a... He couldn't hold his own for the whole... He couldn't hold his own for as a lead character in a film. Well, I just think you got Carrie Mulligan, you got Jake Gyllenhaal, who's massively underused. It's just, yeah, who cares about this kid? Yeah. Like, but the problem is that's what the movie is about. It's about this kid and how, you know, he perceives everything. And it's like, oh, God. Yeah, I didn't like it. So, uh, missed the mark. All right, let's look at a review here for Wildlife from Timothy Chan. Wildlife is on my list of top 10 of 2018. I watched Wildlife while the wildfires in California were going on, so it was affecting and haunting for me. All three main characters gave superb performances, and I love Paul Dano's direction. Yeah, okay, like... If you're watching that during that time, that might have had a lot more of an effect on you. No, absolutely. It definitely depends on, um, you know, your mood when you watch any movie. And if that's top of mind, it would definitely be more uh, powerful. Down to number 13. Unlucky for some, lucky for you. What is it? Well, I don't know, really. This is a three-star film. I think this is... Hey, yeah, there you we're, go. We're, we're, in, we're into them now. Window recommends. And this, is the, this was the final film I had to knock off my Christopher Nolan filmography. Following. Mm. wonder what you would have given it if it wasn't directed by Christopher Nolan. Three. Uh, what do you think? It was okay. I saw this a while ago. Yeah. Uh, it was It was good. Like, you can see where, oh, where he's going. There's definitely um, elements of memento in there. Yeah. I just feel like this movie would have been a lot better if it was chronological. There were, the time jumps or the, the cuts here and there yeah. were so jarring and they, they didn't need to be in there. They didn't give me any extra oomph to the film. Mm. Like, you put this in a straight beginning to end film- and it would have worked even better for me. Okay. I wouldn't have. I would have been less confused as to you know who was where and at, and at what time. And I probably would have been able to follow the characters and who knew who better. Which is di- which is weird because in Memento it's the opposite. Oh, you put that in chronological, it yeah, loses its, its power. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, honestly, I don't know how long ago I saw this. I'm not sure if I've talked about this on the podcast no. before. So it would have been probably just over a year ago. Then it is so forgettable. Like I'm I'm trying to think of something to say and it just. It'll lose me. Yeah, fair enough. All right, my number 12 is just a film that we chucked on a little while ago for funsies, The Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah. Funsies, you reckon? Yeah, it was funsies. It was fine. Three stars. Not as fun as Spider-Man. No, Spider-Man is much or better than this. Homecoming. Homecoming. Yeah. Or uh, Into the Spider-Verse or any other Spider-Man movie with the exception of The Amazing oh. Spider-Man <laughs> number two. Don't tell me you watched that as well. You choose, you choose Spider-Man 3 over this? Oh, yeah. Really? Easily. No, nah, no, nah, I'd pick this. What? Yeah, I would. I probably watch this uh, over Spider Man. This 3. is not a fun film. Spider Man Three is fun. Uh, I didn't mind it. It's passable. The only problem I have with it is it's too long. It's over two hours. It does not need to be over two hours. But yeah, fine film. Didn't mind it. I'm just trying to power through this because I know you've Good. got films to nope. talk about. Please go. Let's go. Number eleven was the guilty Marky Mark. What is it? Mark Wahlberg. What? Who is on the poster? I swear that was Mark Wahlberg. 
There's a guy named Jacob Sedegren. It is a foreign film. Really? Yeah, about a police dispatch officer on the- Man, he looks like Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) He doesn't. Oh, he so does. That does not look like him at all. Look, squint, (laughs) squint. Why are you showing me the same picture I'm looking at over here? Squint, it's him. That's (laughs) incredible. You put it on your tiny phone and pull it further away. (laughs) From this distance, it does. No, this is about a- police officer at a at an emergency dispatch centre who has to deal with a phone call. Is it spoilery to say what the phone call's about? No, I mean it's an emergency that he needs to that he needs to sort out from the desk, basically. The whole movie is set in this little room on the phone. The whole movie? Yep. Wow. And it's good. Like I, I didn't mind the start of this. It, it gets you involved really quickly. You you get encapsulated in the emergency that's happening and you get a little bit of backstory about why he's there. And it keeps you intrigued throughout the film, getting other people he knows on the phone in different situations. It's not just one call all the way through. There's I don't know. Calls. I saw Locke, and that's just a whole bunch of phone calls. There's Same with Buried. I didn't like Buried. But this has, some, this has something there. There is an emergency he's trying to resolve here. There is stakes. He needs to do something. He needs to do, get this sorted quickly, or there'll be consequences. Mm. Problem is- Sounds very riveting. Problem is, it definitely dies off towards the end, and the resolution could have been better. It's fine, but it could have definitely gone a lot better. Yep. So, that's my review for The Guilty. Okay, here's a review for The Guilty from Joel Copling. I feel alone, but I was mixed on this. Sedegrin was great, but they really stretched this concept to the breaking point for me. Ah, fair enough. I agree with that a little bit. Okay, my number 10 is a film you spoke about last week, Bandersnatch. Ah. Yeah. It was fun. I had a good fun. time with it. Nice. Lots of Sounds like you snatched my review. Yeah, I, I thought this was good. I think the problem with the film overall is that the actual the, the film itself is a bit of a letdown, but the uniqueness- But you get to pick. Yeah. Frosties or Rice Puffs. Come on. Thompson Twins or the other one I didn't choose. <laughs> I, I did go through, a, I believe, a lot of the situations. I think I got to every actual game over. Mm. I think there's five, and I, got, I, got, I went through all those. There's more than five. Do there's five think, actual endings. Do you think- it would have been better if every there's more than five endings. Don't don't say there's five endings. There's much more than five endings. I've watched like ten videos on this. There are five endings that actually get you to that point where the credits come up. Yeah, there's heaps. The problem is the movie just keeps going. Yeah, when you make a mistake and don't end it the way it wants there's you. There's one it. actual ending where it finishes. Like you don't you don't get to go back. It's it stops the whole thing. Mm. I love the massive madness of Netflix mm. getting involved there. Yep. That was great. Yep, that yeah. was good. Uh, you know, depending on the way you take your adventures, you can go really fun or it gets super dark. <laughs> and yeah, I really, I really enjoyed the uniqueness of the film. Thank you for repeating that sentence. <laughs> well, I didn't have another option. That was my only one. Not bad. Not a bad save. Okay. Here's a review for Bandersnatch from the Conspeed podcast. Bandersnatch was a great movie. We watched it three times. Love the different paths you could take. I don't know if you watched it three times as in you, you got to the end the and then started again, again yeah. or if you got to three different endings. Because even watching it once through, you repeat so much of what you see. Yeah, exactly. Thank you very much there. Okay. We're getting close to you talking, Dean. <laughs> Actually, you can talk now, I think, because my number nine is The Favourite. Really? Yeah. Ah, I did see The Favourite. I think I liked it more than you. What- no, I think we liked it the same. What do you give it? Three and a half. Yeah, I give it three and a half, but it's much higher on my list. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll let you take the reins here. You can. I've, I've spoken a lot. You go. Let's get your uh, voice back on, the, on um, the podcast. It's. It takes its time, especially at the start. It does take its time to get involved. Thankfully, though, you're watching three superb performances from Emma Stone, Rachel Weisz, and Olivia Coleman, mm-hmm. who 
like Olivia Coleman just steals this from these other two much more well known. Really, I think Rachel Vice is. Nah, is I don't. I actually here. think she's the weakest. Of wow, these. she's just she's very much Rachel Vice. That's, that's not a bad thing. I mean, is isn't it? I'm I like not, her. I'm, nah, she's eh, whatever. No, nah, I like she's, her very much. She's nothing. I love Emma Stone. So to have someone better than Emma Stone there was. Uh, I was very happy, honestly. What did you think of the comedy? I didn't think comedy played a major role in it, to be honest. Really? I, th- I laughed a-, a lot during this movie. I thought the the use of uh, sort of British period piece talk that got translated into into comedy, I, I actually thought was quite funny. Because mm. I'm used to watching- I'm not used to watching British period pieces, but if if I associate myself with, with one of those types of movies, it's just prim and proper and talking about oh, the, the, the way they speak. Yeah. yeah I, I think it was great. This turns- all expectations of that on its head. What did you make of the fish islands? Uh, I noticed it, and oh, how could you it not? Didn't it? Didn't affect me. It didn't it, affect it. it. Took me out of it a little. Nah. It very much felt like the director or you know cinematographer was trying to be very cute with what they were doing. Is it trying to set up you're there watching them? I mean, I guess that could be the interpretation, but you could say that about most movies. And yeah, I, I felt like it did take away a little bit for me. The lighting of the scenes was very reminiscent of Barry Lyndon for me. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, I agree completely there. Definitely had a, a whole lot of Barry Lyndon tone to it. Just the, the, the score as well that was the coming The score in. was actually, I thought, not Barry Lyndon-esque at all. I thought it was very unconventional. Well, Yorgos Lanthimos is a very unconventional Director. He is. Clearly his best film, by the way. I disagree completely. Okay, sing it, sister. Because The Lobster is such a better film than this. No, it's not. But, <laughs> no, I was I was honestly impressed with this film and I enjoyed watching it. It's up there on a lot of people's, like, number one films of the year. Is it well. really? Oh, yeah. I've seen a lot of people have, like, Would favorite. they say it's their- Oh, uh, don't- Favourite? Yeah, you sheep. But, yes, it is their favourite. Here's a review from Ryan L. Terry. The favourite is absolutely stunning. Dare I say, it's my favourite. No, not really. Dare I say, it's encroaching upon the experience of watching Barry Lyndon. Ha! There you go. There you go. Characters are incredibly well developed and the satire of the 18th century British royal court is nothing shy of brilliant. Holds nothing back, even sad handjobs. Is there such a thing though, Ryan, when you think about it? That's all I'm thinking about now. Sad. <laughs> sad handjobs. Is, is that why you're crying? <laughs> From your... Oh, I was, I was thinking... <laughs> no? All right, let's quickly get to my number eight, the Lego Batman movie. Watch it how with many, the kids. How many times have you seen this now? I feel like you watch it far too often. Third time I've watched it. Far too often. Kids love it. I sat down, watched it with them, and I enjoy it. Well done. Yeah, moving on. All right, next up. Your number seven, go for it. Is it really? Yeah, we're at the seven. Speaking of sitting down and watching shit films with the kids. Oh, that's right. Seven is your shit at the moment, isn't it? I watch Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even going to include it. But you have to. Honestly, I watched it. It was there. I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard for this one because it knows what it's doing. It knows it's stupid and corny and cliched. And that's what Scooby-Doo is. So, they're at least true to the source material, which is great. It's it's fine. I, How's I, Matthew Lillard? I give it two stars. Like, whatever. Jeez, that's so high for a number seven. Two stars. All right. My number seven is Outlaw King. It's very different to talk about because you're talking about number seven as a terrible film, yeah. and I'm up to pretty decent films now. Outlaw King is a film that I've watched most of and fell asleep, and that was about two weeks ago and never went back to it. So, wow. I, I think that says a lot. I think that could qualify as your number eight. Uh... <laughs> 
Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those fine medieval war kind of films. Definitely medieval. follows on from Braveheart. Braveheart is clearly a much better film than this. But this film holds no time. question. This film holds. You haven't, you haven't, okay, I was gonna say you haven't even seen it. You, you said you've seen it, uh, but this film holds its own. Like I didn't mind watching it. Uh, some good, good uh, fight scenes. So old medieval war scenes were medieval. good. Uh, definitely doesn't skimp on the violence. And I had a good time with this one. Okay, here's a review for Outlaw King from one of our favourites, patron Ben Mulverhill. I love this film. Thought the opening sequence was phenomenal and the action brilliantly gritty. Made its way into my top ten of the year. Wow, big call there, Ben. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far, but it was a good film. All right, Dean, hit us with your number six. My number six is Bohemian Rhapsody, so back to you. Okay, so I'm going to use this opportunity here to talk about the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy because I watched all three. I hadn't seen the second one. Really? Yeah. First one, I really love. I thought, great characters, really sweet, uh, good family film. And then I watched the second one, mm. and that trumped it. I thought the second one was great. Yep. Very emotional. I'm telling you, my kids cried. Both of them. Really? They were so upset about things that happened in this film. Jesus. Emotionally upset, crying. I was sitting there cuddling them like, it's okay, it's okay. I can't imagine my, any of my kids crying in a film. And the second one in its own right is a fantastic film. I can see why it got hailed as like one of the best animation films of that year. Mm. Or in general, actually. Yep. And then we get to The Hidden World. This is Berk, son. It was the home of your grandparents and their grandparents before them. But out there, beyond the edge of the world, lies the home of the dragons. And I believe it's your destiny to one day find this hidden world. Which uh, I was fortunate enough to see before all you Americans out there. The yes. one, the one release date we get. <laughs> One versus a million. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, and that film is also another great How to Train Dragon film. Keeps it going with the characters and the relationship between Hiccup and Toothless. Uh, Toothless gets a bit more- Toothy? Relationships. He meets a white dragon. I'd say out of the three, this one is- I'm not going to say it's the worst because it sounds that sounds very negative, but it's the- it's the third best. It's the third best. Uh, number six for me is Hidden World. Number five is How to Train Your Dragon. And number four is How to Train Your Dragon 2. These three films, especially watching them in succession, I watched them all in one day. It was it was great. Wow. Uh, I had a ton of fun with these three films. No wonder the third one was the worst one. <laughs> You're probably so over toothless. No, I wasn't. I loved them all. They were great. All right. Okay, so Dean, you can talk about your number five and your number four. All right, my number five is currently my f- Favourite film of 2019. It is the only 2019 <laughs> film I've watched. It is The Reign of the Supermen. Sounds like a cheap knockoff of Spider-Verse. No. It is <laughs> okay, a The Death of Superman sequel. It, the poster did look- I looked at it like, is that The Death of Superman? Because I, I saw that poster before and I saw that and I'm like, it's the same movie. Oh, yeah. sequel. Yeah, direct sequel, which is great because there is a previous- Death of Superman animated movie, which does try to crunch everything into one film. And there's a lot to get into. I really like this film. It definitely opened up on this idea of all these other super supermen. Of course. In Metropolis. And each one of them has a story, has a personality, have has a reason for being there following the death of Superman. 
And I really liked it. Like, I know it's a cartoon thing, but had a lot of substance to it. And I, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. When you get those two letters, DC slammed at the front, Dean is like instant, at least three stars. Dean comes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm never going to be able to watch one of those films now and just see that. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. All right. On to my number four, The Old Man and the Gun. Ah, you saw this a while ago, didn't you? Yeah, I saw it a couple of weeks ago and I forgot to talk about it <laughs> two weeks ago. So, it's been a while since I've seen it. But this is a gentle, slow film. Robert Redford is on point. And it's just this really interesting story about a man who does what he wants to do regardless of- He's not doing it to break I the law. I do what I want. He's not doing it to break the law. He's not doing it to not break the law. He just- This is what he's good at. It's what he enjoys doing. He's, he's a bank robber and it's- He's, he's struggling. You haven't seen- You, you saw this like, what, three no, weeks I, ago? No, I remember it very well because not a lot happens in oh, it. Oh, you've so only seen seven films. There's I don't not a lot it. to remember. <laughs> it's, it's a nice story, honestly. It's a nice story. Robert Redford steals this movie. Like, he's in, like, every scene. He's fantastic in it. Yeah. So, yeah. Sissy, SpaceX are all good? Uh, I mean, I Casey guess. Affleck? He's nothing. No. Okay. He's, he's just the cop. Ah, yeah, fair enough. You should definitely say it. I will. I will. I'm surprised you haven't seen it yet. All right, we're on to my number three, and that is Vice. Vice. I fucking love this movie. Oh, you watched like, it, did you? I genuinely really, really like it. Yeah. Christian Bale. Oh, man, he's good. Yeah. Isn't he? He is. Now- I've heard a lot of things where this is, like, despised. This, and and to, to be fair, I know nothing of, of Dick Cheney and his politics and that. I did not know Dick Cheney was Bush's VP. I knew that. I, I knew about the I didn't know accidentally shooting someone. This is like a Hollywood movie version of House of Cards, spectacularly br- condensed into one feature-length film. It's great. It is great. I know. And I agree. Like, I really enjoyed this film as well. Yeah, Christian Bale is- He is so clever. He's He's underhanded. Like, he's a piece of shit. I can understand if you live in America and, like, we see all this as how entertaining, how amusing. Mm. Like, wow, that's so impressive the way he was able to get under the, you know, under all these people and kill all these people in other countries. I know it's a true story, but as a film, man, it's entertaining. Yeah. But if you're in America or these other countries that got bombed, obviously you see it in a very, very different light. As a film, this was educational. It was entertaining. Performances are ridiculously good. Yeah. Tick, tick, tick. Really, really like this film. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. I had a lot of fun with this film. And you say, you say educational. Uh, some of the stuff I didn't really take to heart because it, it is- I took everything to heart. <laughs> I- has one of the funniest scenes of the year in it. Yeah, I take a lot of these biographical movies. Biopics, you could say. Yeah, I did once <laughs> with a grain of salt. But as a movie, as an entertaining movie, I really enjoyed it. It was good fun. Awesome. All right, a couple of reviews here over on Twitter from Colby Pryor. I enjoyed it. Just didn't think McKay's style worked as well with Vice as it did with The Big Short. I would disagree. I, I agree I, completely. I hated The Big Short. No, nah, I love The Big Short. Well, good, good observation, Colby. You nailed it. Here's one from the Cinema Recall. Funny moments. Bale, Rockwell and Adams are great, but not as fun as The Big Short. Yes. Agree. All right, moving on, Dean. Your number three is the favourite. Back ah, to you. My number two, Spider-Man Homecoming. Watched it the other day. It's good fun. Uh, Kira hadn't seen it, so I'm like, oh, you got you to check it out. Uh, and I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, what can you say about Marvel films? We've already spoken about it before in our yep. franchises. Yep. This one is 
It's weird. Like I, I check my rankings of the the Marvel films, and I have this dead in the middle, number ten. Does that stand? But that's the thing. Yeah, like I, I give this a really good review, mm. and it's number ten. So there's, yeah, there's, it just shows the quality of oh, a lot yes. of Marvel films. MCU is great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Homecoming, great film. Yep. Your number two. My number two. Beautiful boy. Beautiful boy. Have you seen it? Nah. I th- actually thought going into this film that this was Boy Erased, which I believe is about people trying to, you know, hug the gay away. Or is that what you said earlier? Pray the gay away. Pray the gay away. Um, I was wrong. Even though Timothy Chalamet was in it, this is actually about a very depressing tale of a parent, mainly a father, trying to deal with his son's addictions, mainly to drugs. And it's... It's very touching. Being, I think, mainly because I'm a father. And mm-hmm. as I was watching it, I had my son, Ethan, like, in front of me to the left in the kitchen. And I'd just look over and he's sitting there doing his little drawings. I was like, if you I- fucking grow up, oh, take these drugs. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it to me. But, no, nah, it's- it's Just pa- getting to watch Requiem for a Dream it's and pa- you're set. <laughs> it's powerful. Performances from Corral. Like, he's, he's really good in this. Timothy Chalamet is pretty- Pretty good. Is he better in Hot Summer Nights? Oh, it's a toss-up. No, it's, I, I could tell you right now. I, I reckon he'd be much better in this film than in Hot Summer Nights. Why is that? Because that's what critics say and you're a sheep? No, because Hot Summer Nights is not a good film. But you haven't seen this. But and I'm critic, telling you right, that's critics, how bad Hot Summer Nights is. But the critics is. say it's good pre- so you know it's going to be good. You just said it's a good film. Yeah, I know it's I'm good. I'm taking your word for it. No, you're not. Are you anyway, not a critic? This is a true story. Quote, unquote, true story. Take it or leave it. The producer is like someone involved with the family, so they're going to, you know, admit some of the bad things. Yeah. I read a lot about it afterwards. There are some issues doing that. But, um- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't look too, too as, far down the rabbit hole. As it stands, it is a very good film. Cool. All right. Uh, I think I know what your number one is because we just talked about it. Yeah. Vice. Yeah. Cool. Well, my number one, I don't even know if you remember. It's the film you picked for me to watch. Philadelphia. I was bruised and battered. I couldn't tell what I felt. I was unrecognizable to myself. Great song. It, it was. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I really like that song. <laughs> I couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, how good is it? It is really good. Uh, standout performances. Ah, Tom Hanks. <laughs> Funny guy. <laughs> I have AIDS. I, I completely <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> Uh, no, you can clearly see why he won Best Actor that year. He, he put in a standout performance. Denzel Washington is also fantastic. I love me a courtroom drama and just I was so engaged in every scene in that courtroom. Engaged? Yeah, it was touching. Like, I, I, you know, it was very emotional. Yeah, I think it was a fantastic film. Dean, I'm, I'm very thankful that you finally made me watch this film, got that off my list. Good. Uh, yeah, bravo, sir. Hopefully I can give you a film next week that you'll enjoy as much as that. Hopefully you can give me a few films next week. No, no, I'll just pick one. I'm going give to you, give you some trash next week. <laughs> <laughs> All Fair right, enough. that's going to do it for this week's podcast, mate. Yes, it will. Thank you for coming in and battling me. No dramas. Well done on the uh, the win. Yeah, it was it was good. I enjoyed it. You were due for one. Yeah, well, I hope we can continue that trend on our next Pod V Pod when we have our next guest in. But until then, thank you very much, listeners, for checking out the episode this week. We will see you next week for The Thing. Bye. Bye.